Hi, uh, this is Peggy Bryson calling. I just uh, noticed in Facebook a dollar more broadcast against the president. Please tell him to be stop being a shithead and uh, listen to everything that he has to say before he criticizes anybody. He's just a jackass. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. We are back. I am your host, Jesse Dollimore, and I'm joined today by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly Brittany Page, everybody. Well, we are both back in Orange County. Yeah. So the... In the same room. Yes, in the same room, back in Orange County. The long distance recording is not a thing. So anymore. that's done. Well, it was barely a thing before. It was barely a thing, but you know what? <laughs> we tried our best. And yeah, for sure. I a lot know going on. There was a lot going on, and we still, in fact, today, we got several messages from people saying, we know that you guys right. have a lot going on, <laughs> we understand, but we also miss you, so yeah. please come back soon. And we've really, I mean, I know we, we've talked about it on the, what, two long distance episodes we recorded? Yeah, only two. Um, Disappointing in hindsight, but really there was no other way. No. In the moment. It, it, I mean, it was uh, tough times. Tough yeah, times. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, especially for you, your time was really consumed by appointments and being at the hospital and caretaking yeah, when you're not yeah, in the hospital. Sure. So it was it was very difficult to have some space in the midst of it. I mean, chemo is no joke. Chemo yeah. is terrible. It is I, I'm I keep on saying it. I'm just shocked that science hasn't come up with something better. Well, what the crazy part about it was is some of the side effects that that happen yeah. that are because of the chemo. Right. Like my daughter's lips swelling up three times their normal size, covered right. in sores. Right. The inside of her mouth just covered in sores. Right. Making it, like, impossible to even eat. I mean, right. just yeah. agony. Utter and complete yeah. agony. Right. As a result of what is a treatment right. to cure her what ails her. Right. And so, so even in those moments outside of the hospital, it was really... You know, focusing on being there as a support, trying to kind of get through the the negative yeah. impact of chemo, really, which which was pretty pretty rough. Um, but like we talked about, like we announced on the last episode that we did, now as we sit here and talk, chemo's done. Chemo's done through that process. No, yeah, yeah. Mo- no more chemo, and um, she did super well. She was super strong, and. We are hopeful that things will be good from here on out. Yeah, I think it really is kind of a road to recovery kind yeah. of a thing. There will be some some maintenance treatments or whatever, but for the most part, yeah, she's uh, killing it, for doing sure. great for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we we really do, uh, I, and I don't know that you can say this enough. Really appreciate all of the well wishes, all of the thoughts and the prayers and the good vibes and the whatever you did. Um. To, to send good energy was, yeah. was was really appreciated by her. Yeah. Uh, very much so. You know, I'm not uh, not much for the prayer. Don't really believe in the prayer. But you know what? It um, She does. And uh, it meant a lot that uh, there were so many people out there uh, contributing. For sure. And we want to give a special shout out to Brenna and Carly, I believe, that I'm shouting out the right people for this. Yeah, I don't know who organized it, but it was pretty great. That put together a listener mashup of different listeners just sending us well wishes and talking about how much they love and appreciate us and 
it it was so meaningful when I listened to it. I, I was bawling when I heard it. Yeah, very moving. And we haven't given a shout out because well, we wanted to do a show and be able to talk about it and and shout out everybody who contributed to it. And I know they said that they. We're trying to do it secretly without us knowing. I and, didn't know. And so they weren't able to like reach out to as many people as they wanted to. So if you're listening to this, like, what the hell? I wasn't contacted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just know that they probably wanted to, but we're trying to do this in a secret way. Yeah. Im- for those of you who did participate in that, thank you very much. But imagine having a show that is public mm-hmm. and trying to keep certain elements of your life private for their own safety. Mm-hmm. And, and imagine how impossible that is when making the 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 the, the thank you, right. we appreciate you, we love you real, right. how impossible that was to make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep that quiet. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. Again, we, we really, really appreciate it. it. It has meant a lot to us. It has been so beneficial in helping us through this time, just knowing how many people are out there rooting for us and sending sending the well wishes. And it's been super beneficial for your daughter as well yeah, to sure. know that all of that support was out there and all of that support for her. So that means a lot. Another element of the support that I'm really thankful for is the audience almost exclusively has been wonderfully patient. Yes. I, I, without exception, I mean. Not, not maybe not exclusively, but w- almost without exception. There yeah. has been very little like, hey, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. And that's been um, a reliever of stress. For sure. Because when you're when you're full-time content creators and you just walk away from the game, right? Y- audiences can evaporate pretty fucking quick because mm-hmm. people get distracted. Other shit comes up. They find a new favorite show, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really have that low-grade anxiety happening because of the loyalty and the love and the dedication that we've really felt very strongly, to use Donald Trump's favorite word, (laughs) uh, very strongly throughout this entire thing. It's being talked about more and more. People wouldn't even believe it. Yeah. The the, the level of loyalty is at levels that uh, nobody has ever seen before. Yeah. Well, and there was actually a really nice listener message that was written in the Dollamore listener group on Facebook, too, where someone said that they having the time without the show and then ha- and then listening to a show made them realize how much they missed listening to the show. Yeah. yeah. And that was a really, really nice message to read, too, just because of what you're talking about with with the long break in the gap. But we are finally back. It was a 19 hour drive <laughs> through like the back country roads can, of Nevada. Can we talk about that for a moment? Like the death trap that we what were sent f- into? I, I, I'm convinced that Siri has it out for us because <laughs> we, you ask, give me directions home. Right. Which was kind of a cathartic thing to say. Uh huh. And then, holy fuck, what a nightmare. Yeah. I would say. 20, a full 25% of the trip was with no Wi-Fi. Yeah. And 30 to 35% was non-functional Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, none. Yeah. Like it's there, but really it's useless because it's just so little. Our phones were just paperweights. Yeah. No phone service. Nothing. Unbelievable. It- they, the, Siri took us. Apple Maps took us through. Some of the most remote, like, places I've never been before. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just right through the fucking desert. Crazy. Yeah. Where going up there, we took I-5 mm-hmm. up to Weed and then through Oregon and Washington. Yeah. Way different route. <laughs> Way different route. Well, and we were both dressed like slobs. And I won't say how many days it had been since I showered, <laughs> but we'll just say that I fit in in every single gas station that we went to we in drove, all of these small towns <laughs> we drove through a lot of country that i don't give a fuck to return to it was seriously when i when i moved to california i drove my 97 toyota tercel which i love and i would still be driving that car if i could but i was imagining driving 
on these roads without oh, phone service yeah. in that car and how... In a rickety piece of shit that it's a gamble if it's going to continue to run. I mean, the different words I would select, but sure. And just being concerned about the beautiful car that I loved so much breaking hmm. down because it's not great. Beautiful uh, car. 97 Toyota Tercel. Don't know that those two things really go together. Real big fan of the Tercel. Real big fan. Yeah, you were. So, but it, it, if you, if we hadn't been in a brand new rental car, mm-hmm. then I would have felt nervous. A little, well, certainly since the only beverages that were really in the car were <laughs> fucking Red Bulls because we, we blew out of there at like, uh, well, I was, uh, I set my alarm for 3 a.m. to get mm-hmm. on the road. Yeah. And then, uh, only, by the way, the 20 hour, the 19 hour drive was done with two hours of sleep. Yeah. I, I don't know whether it was excitement or anxiety or whatever about getting on the road. Could not sleep. Mm-hmm. Finally did it. Thankful for you that you were able to, to drive uh, enough to give me a short nap. So. Yeah, for sure. God damn. What a. All the way through though. So you're a champion. Good work. Well, you drove for three hours. Wow. Well, that's, Why? Not a, that's not shitting on you. Why that's, are you being you. so hateful? How right am now? I being hateful? Oh, thanks for the three of the 19 hours. You did a great job. Anyway. That's what I heard. Is that well, not how you said it? That is not how I said I it at all. I think I'm repeating it back there to you. There was exactly. a thankful tone mm. in the words I said. Okay. Got it. It was not received. But you should listen back. <laughs> I'm at not. The, I'm... At a roughly the 11 minute mark. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to listen back. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to happen. Well, you know what? One of the, 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 uh, some would say benefit. Yeah. Some would say some of the downside of, of being disconnected and and having all this happen is not being connected to the news and social media as much as usual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I get my news from my routine. Right. You know, I've, we've got the news on and then I've got these other outlets open that I'm always on. And, when you when you step back from that even a little bit, you you miss out on a lot a lot of stuff for sure. And yeah. we chose a perfect time to come back because did we? Well, now we're right in the midst of the uh, VP announcement. Yeah, just happened. But also all the culture wars that are happening related to Cardi B's new song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We- <laughs> Which, by the way, I find hilarious. It- well, it's it's a good song. It's definitely catchy and a good song. Also with Megan the Stallion. I've got it here. We should play. Because we're going to talk about Ben Shapiro being a fucking numbnuts. Well, I also want to talk about just some of the reactions to it. So Republicans are freaking out. And of course they are. So Bradley, James P. Bradley, at Bradley for Congress, a United States House candidate in California 33... District California 33. Not sure where that is. Do you happen to know? I don't know specifically. Okay. No. So he tweeted about the song and just loved this tweet. Fantastic tweet. Cardi- A plus effort, sir. <laughs> Cardi B and Megan the Stallion are what happens when children are raised without God and without a strong father figure. Their new song, the hashtag WAP, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's how she pronounces it. Which I heard accidentally... <laughs> <laughs> I how would you accidentally come upon Cardi B's song Wet Ass Pussy? Made me want to pour holy water in my ears and I feel sorry for future girls if this is their role model. I don't think that's exactly how holy water, quote unquote, is to be used or that it would help that so let me just say which i accidentally heard is just a beautiful self-owned because no one believes that dude nobody no one finds that convincing but nice try i uh, in my twitter feed i saw people talking about it and i still didn't accidentally hear it i had to go to the video and then what's confusing is the video is edited so they say wet and gushy i believe wet and gushy in the video might be better than wet ass pussy well i'm wondering which version he heard 
because oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if he heard the edited version. Which one he accidentally heard. Don't take that away from him, Brittany Page. Well, I'm going to assume it's the video because I'm assuming that he did not accidentally go to the video. Maybe he forgot to turn the sound off and he was just trying to watch it on mute. Yeah, if a you guy understand like what I'm that, saying. A guy like that whose YouTube, the algorithm should be bringing him to, you know, uh, Jim Baker videos and <laughs> right. Benny Hinn and all these televangelists. A lot of gold advertisements. Instead, it's it's serving up ads and uh, it's serving up videos of Cardi B singing boldly and confidently about her wet ass pussy. Yeah, you're kind of saying uh, you're kind of saying wet like Stewie. Oh, am I? Yeah. What do you mean? Yes, cool whip. <laughs> wet. Or, or like Sarah Silverman, pussy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you weren't doing that, but you can add that in if you'd like. So anyway, so the song. Let's well, let's talk about this take since I just read it. It's they're attacking the song as vulgar, as inappropriate, as um, offensive. All all these different words. And yes, the song is wet ass pussy. And I. I listen to it. I think it's a perfectly fine and catchy song. Yeah. And it's hilarious. there's several lyrics in it that are very funny. And I <laughs> I don't really understand this take because you don't hear people whining and I'm gonna really <laughs> uh age myself in a certain way, I guess, by my references that I'm about to pull here, but like when 50 Cent was was popular, he's not popular anymore, but when he was like releasing s- singles like The Candy Shop, right? Or just a little bit. If you listen to those lyrics, pretty uh, uh on par, Graphic. I would say, yeah. with with these sexually explicit. Yeah, and there there aren't there's no whining about male rappers being sexually explicit in their lyrics from yeah. from these these types. It's women are saying sexually explicit things and that is somehow like a bad influence when really isn't it nice to actually hear women take agency of their sexuality and and talk about those things rather than learning it from a male i don't know it's not even like that it's okay for men but not okay for it's why is it only commentable when it's a woman yeah and then you just oh it's ignored and to be expected from a man it's just Fuck straight the fuck off. Well, and I would love to hear all of these men that are freaking out about the song, what their reaction was to Donald Trump saying, grab him by the pussy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's locker room talk. That's fine. Everything's fine with right, that. Right. Right. Were you explaining it away as just the way men talk? Well, listen, if you're going to be criticizing it because it's ungodly, are you also going to criticize And I'm going to say something about a country song that I, I listen to so little country. I really have to accidentally hear country to hear it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like at a grocery store. So I'm like, why the fuck is this on? Mm. No, but like, uh, are they, they're so worried about the morality of it. Oh, God, let's take it out of it. What, what's that song where she's like, I took a Louisville slugger to the fucking truck and. Oh, yeah. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. I, if that's, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I guess so. I, I don't have know no who that idea. is. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's. That's vandalism and violence. Oh, that's that's ungodly. Ugh. This is guy going to be the music critic for every fucking thing that comes out? Or no, it's just because it's Cardi B and right. it's cultural touchstone because she's black. Right. And uh, and it's, you know, sexually explicit. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? Well, and then Ben Shapiro entered the conversation oh, and yeah. he decided to read the lyrics, but he censors them because even though he's an adult man, he he can't say naughty words and he uh, needs to hide the naughty words from his audience. Before before we get to the 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 illustrious Ben Shapiro and his commentary while reading the lyrics, yeah. I want to play, because some people maybe haven't had the opportunity to accidentally hear it. Oh, okay. Here's your moment. I'm not going to play the whole song, just a minute or so of this it. This is unedited. Just to give you a taste. Well, this is an unedited motherfucking show, so. Okay. We don't okay. need to, I don't need to, explicit lyric warning, everybody. Right. Uh, here's just a little taste of Cardi B and the wet-ass pussy. I don't want to stay. 
I wanna go, I wanna gag, I wanna choke I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat My head game is fire, but I need the sun He's going and drying, it's coming outside Yeah, I run yeah. on that thing, now the cause behind me I spit on his mic and I heat trying to sign me Your honor, I'm a freak bitch, handcuffs, leashes Switch my wig, make him feel like he's cheating Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat In the food chain, I'm the one that eats you If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder Big D stand for big demeanor I can make you bust before I ever meet you If it don't hang, then he can't bang, you can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If you fuck me and ask who's is it when I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop. That's some wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some wet ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot. That's some wet ass pussy. Huh. <laughs> All right. So. Macaroni in a pot. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> ben Shapiro tweeted. Well, he explained his take on his show, the the Daily Wire, whatever show that he does. But then he also tweeted because this you set off accidentally happened upon his show. No, although it is in my feed because I hate watch Joe Rogan uh, clips on YouTube. Right, right. And so sometimes Ben Shapiro is yeah. promoted to me. But well, why wouldn't it? So he he talked about the song, and then the internet just. <laughs> Uh, delivered a very nice beatdown on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the things that he had to say. So he tweeted after talking about it, and we'll, we'll play what he does because he reads the lyrics. Listen, guys, I fully explained on the show that it's misogynistic to question whether graphic descriptions of wet ass, and then he censors pussy, is empowering for women. WAP is obviously an incredibly profound statement of women's empowerment, a la Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> And then he goes on to it, say... It, it, this is dripping with sarcasm. Right. Well, am I reading it in a way that it comes across that way? Well, only the very end there. Oh, okay. I, I was like... Like, he's not being serious here, because you were reading it very straight. As I also discussed on the show, my only... You need to do it in a Ben Shapiro voice. Not doing that. My <laughs> only real concern <laughs> is that the women <laughs> involved, who apparently require, quote, a bucket and a mop, get the medical care they require. My wife's differential diagnosis, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or trichomonosis. So, so ultimately he's saying, listen, I've got a wife. She's never had a wet vagina, even during sex. Well, that's what people are saying. I'm incapable of making a woman wet. This is what a lot of people on the internet are saying, which oh, Donald Trump would take seriously. Of course, that's the a joke I'm already making. The 10th person to make it. it not the 10th, but <laughs> <laughs> sure. So he's saying that uh, the the bucket and a mop line is really scary for him, and he's concerned about their health, their physical health. Well, he's he doesn't want to drown. He maybe he's not a strong swimmer, Brittany Page. So he's concerned about that. So <laughs> let's listen to him read the lyrics because I think it's really important that we hear that. Here are some of the lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up, N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I want a ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P word is wet, come take a dive. It continued uh, along these lines. Very flummoxed. Uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Eh, I like, can't a, believe it. A lot more vulgar. Eh. Talk your S word, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that D word. You really ain't never D gonna word. F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass P word. P word. Ooh, Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass P Right, so this is, D guys. Guys, this, this is what feminists fought for. Eh. This is what the feminist movement was all about. It's not. Uh, it, it, it's not really about you know women being treated as independent, full, rounded human beings. It's about wet ass p word. And if you say anything differently, it's because you're a misogynist. You see. You see. Uh, it gets really. Uh, 
really, 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 really vulgar. Really, 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 well, really, uh, really, wait, I'm going to explain how vulgar. Really, really, really. I just noticed that there's a significant issue with his logic there, which is strange when we're talking about Ben Shapiro, because oh. he's usually the master in yes. this regard. But if he really wants to recognize women as equals, right, if that's something that he supports, because mm-hmm. he's saying that, well, isn't that the intended goal of feminism? Well, then why shouldn't Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion be able to put out a song that is just as vulgar as songs that rappers who are men put out? Yeah. I mean, you're you're the ones who are now saying, oh, ladies, excuse me, you're stepping out of your role. You need to get back in the box yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be in and not use the naughty words. Well, it's feminism... And uh, the women's liberation movement, if it doesn't serve the goals that Ben Shapiro feels it should have served or should serve, then it's off track. Like, like women are taking their fucking cues from Ben Shapiro as to what feminism should mean to them. Yeah. Ugh. Here's Ben Shapiro sounds like he's like the textbook formula for every black comedian from the 90s who's like, uh, w- black people dial a phone like this. White people dial a phone like this. Like every white guy that, that uh, a black guy, a comedian would imitate. That's Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Wet ass P word. What, what is, uh, what's, what's that stand for, Ben Shapiro? P word is female genitalia. <laughs> what an embarrassment. It's also, does he have sex with his wife like in the dark through a sheet and yeah maybe so no touching maybe so and no looking i mean he's reading this in a way that is very pearl clutching and feigning this intense level of purity that i'm just gonna go ahead and assume ben shapiro does not display when he's in the bedroom in private with his wife like he doesn't have a premium account on pornhub.com yeah i I just i don't like the false purity that is displayed from these types i mean even even with this, uh, these Republican uh, politicians that are criticizing it. Yeah, we'll wait for the breaking news about your affair with some mistress and the texts that get yes. leaked. And, and we'll read about the conversations that are in those text messages and, and see what they say. They'll basically be a Cardi B song. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the remix, Brady Page. The remix? Yeah. The Ben Shapiro remix. No one needs to hear that. I said certified free. Seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. Wet ass P word. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. P word is female genitalia. Wet ass pussy. Wet ass P word. Got this wet ass pussy. Wet ass P word. Yes. The Thank Ben you. Shapiro, Cardi B, they team up together mm. to make the greatest track that the music industry has ever bared witness to. Right. It's all about control. Trying to it's, control women. That trying is to control all, what they do. That is all it's about. And I am so happy that people like Cardi B exist, that people like Megan Thee Stallion exist, that they can say, I don't care yeah. what you have to say, Ben yeah. Shapiro. Fuck you guy yeah so uh, we're gonna move on uh we would of course love your uh, listener communication 657-464-7609 of course you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to i doubt it at dollamore.com last time on the show i talked about what a dumb fuck i am as i often <laughs> do that Brittany bought me a pair of slippers so i wasn't hurting my delicate little feetsies Aww. in 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 brett number one's backyard yeah and i told a story about thinking they didn't fit mm-hmm. <laughs> and that i ended up discovering that there was paper stuffed into the toes mm. and that's why yeah. they hurt so badly when i stuffed my feet in there and we thought you were the only one that had this experience apparently not apparently not hello jesse and Brittany. this is sam from spokane i would like to weigh in on slippergate i was overjoyed to hear your Story about the slippers that you thought were too small because I too have received a pair of slippers in the past 
and thought they were too small and would need to be returned only to be told to maybe check the toes because sometimes they stuff shoes and other footwear with tissue paper. Lo and behold, my slippers were stuffed with tissue paper and I felt rather, um, I felt kind of dumb. So it feels good to not be the only person in that club. And I can't imagine a better person to be in the club with than oh. Jesse Dallimore. Have a great day. Love you both. That is Bye. fantastic. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, we love um, Sam. Sam's the best. You are indeed in the dumb fuck club, though. That's oh. it, <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, I'm president. I guess you're the vice president or, you know, you you can pick your position within the club. Right. It is kind yeah, of that's a lot of freedom to, that you're giving. That's very nice. Uh, you know, Sounds uh, like a good club to be a part of. I'm uh, I'm egalitarian in that way. Mm hmm. It is strange to me. It is a bummer. It's kind of like it just struck me that when you call technical support about some kind of electronics issue you have. Restart your computer. Or is it fucking plugged in is where I was thinking. Oh. It is the is it plugged in equivalent of clothing. Yeah. I thought you were going to say restart your computer because anytime you call IT and you say my computer is malfunctioning, something's wrong, the first step is always restart it. And yeah. I would say... I mean, I don't work in IT, so this is a completely useless number. But here we go. 80% of the time, the problem is solved. For sure. <laughs> but, I, but I was even worse than that. It's, hey, this TV I just bought isn't working. And, well, is it plugged in? Oh, right. Ugh, it's not. Yeah. You know. Get that paper out of those shoes. That's right. Yes. So thank you, Sam. We appreciate it very much. Um, on to some more traditional i doubt it with dollamore podcast calls mm -hmm. relative to uh politics hey jesse and Brittany, it's uh parker from michigan hey just got done watching uh your video about that disaster of an interview trump did with axios and um i kind of just wanted to get your thoughts on something because i've really been uh thinking about it um I've noticed that Trump has this major obsession with, with, uh, the number of cases because he, he constantly has to talk about the fact that we, uh, have inflated case numbers just because we test more than everybody. Um, and other countries don't test like we do, but obviously, as Jonathan was trying to point out to him, well, if you just look at that, uh, in an isolated way, of course, it, it could appear that way. But the fact of the matter is that, uh, that the deaths are also climbing as well. And the percentage of hospitalizations as well as the positivity rate have still been very high, so it really doesn't make sense anyway um, to, to really look at that. But I guess what I don't understand, and perhaps if somebody is a, a Trump supporter that believes the nonsense that he's talking about is listening to this, maybe this will make it make sense to him. But... He talks a lot about the case fatality rate as well, about how the case fatality rate is relatively low compared to other countries. But think about the logic. If he believes that the, the number of cases is artificially higher due to the fact that we test more often and we've done way more tests than any other country, then that means he has to believe that the... Um, that the uh, mortality rate is lower, artificially lower than it is, than it really is because we have an artificially high number of cases. So him using that as a metric, the low mortality rate as a metric to say how good we are, we are doing as a country doesn't make any sense because it totally contradicts the idea that we have artificially high numbers to begin with. So it's total nonsense. Um, but at any rate, I mean, well, what do you expect from, from this president? And uh, I guess I'm just hoping that the um, interview that he did, is that Axios interview with Jonathan Swan is the nail in the coffin because, oh, my goodness, that was a total disaster. His fumbling over his words in the graphs and just the total nightmare that was that interview was just horrible to watch. Um, but uh, at any rate, I just wanted to see what your thoughts are on that and his ridiculousness about uh, the cases and, and all that nonsense in terms of the virus. And uh, anyway, um, love the show. Uh, Brittany's the best part. Take care. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. 
Well, I I very much enjoyed that call. Thank you for those thoughts. But I, I do have to kind of let you down gently here because I don't think there are a lot of Trump supporters that are listening to the show <laughs> who are going to be able to call in yeah. and give you an answer to your question. Now, I wish that there were. But I think the hate listeners, and they do exist, they do exist. Oh, we definitely have them. But they are few and far between, and they do not often write in. They also don't, they clearly don't value their time. That is correct. Because why would you do something that, unless you really do enjoy the hate listen? Yes. I don't get it. Well, speaking from a hate listener's perspective, because I just talked about how I hate listen to Joe Rogan, and the reason that I do that is because he is such a prominent figure. Yeah. And such an influential part of the conversation that I feel like if I'm not listening to his interview with whoever's making the news, then I'm not going to be aware of what's happening. So yeah, I get that. So I, but it's a, I, it's, a, it's kind of the same reason why I still follow Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I haven't brought myself to refollow Donald Trump after he, he blocked me, but still a little, little sore. Yeah. Sensitive about it. Yeah. <laughs> but to the point though, let me say this, Parker, I don't know that Donald Trump has any cogent, fundamental understanding of testing versus mortality and cases versus um relative to the population or cases relative to to um you know infection rate or death or any of the the, he doesn't really compare anything he does not understand that he's he's a complete and utter dumb fuck about it because he he really thinks the more we test like it creates infections or something he I really believe he 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 just he's clueless about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that he <laughs> believes that. I I mean, I don't want to be the one here sitting sitting here giving Donald Trump credit, but I <laughs> I I'm not sure that it goes that far. I think that what Parker said about him juggling the maps during that interview was really one of the most embarrassing moments that I've seen from Donald Trump yeah. because you can tell and there's been a lot, but you can tell that they provided those graphs. Very, very, very basic bar and line graphs. <laughs> yeah. And so elementary level shit, really. Yeah. I mean, they looked like something out of an like elementary math book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, you can tell that they explained to him, here's what you're supposed to say about the, yeah, <laughs> these yeah, different yeah. charts he was fucking befuddled and he pulled him out and he's like me when i have to leave a tip and do any kind of basic math he's he started he started panicking yeah and just talking and talking about nothing and then he just handed the chart he's like here you take a look at it you please make sense of it for the love of god save me flop sweat time and then <laughs> i mean it was almost like he had just gone down on cardi b it was he <laughs> All right. So there were... It We're bringing it back around, Brittany It Page. was a moment for Jonathan Gold. Is that his name? Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Swan. Jonathan, who is Jonathan Gold? Jonathan Gold is the late famed LA Times food critic. Of course, it's something about food. So uh, <laughs> Jonathan no Swan. No credit for even that poll, though? Wow, that w- that's well, outrageous. I mean, I'm the one who knew the name. Oh, so... you knew the name and had no fucking idea who it was. I, it... Yeah, you should get all the credit. You're right. So Jonathan Gold interviewed Donald Trump, and it was, he Jonathan... did a great job. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. From the grave, he did. Continue. Jonathan Swan, he did do a great job, making up for the p- fact that last time he interviewed Donald yes. Trump was a goddamn disaster. Yes. he. It was a one star on Yelp, for sure. I, <laughs> if they do review no, journalists Gold. on... I'm going back to the Jonathan Gold thing. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a really good joke that I fucking did not understand. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. What a bummer. That is a bummer for you. <laughs> And also, I don't know. I think the audience right now is like, ugh. Yeah, I know. Damn it, Brittany. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, good interview. Donald Trump is dumb. There we go. Perfect. All right. All right. Uh, Again, 657 464 7609. Email your voicemails, voice memos to I doubt it at dollamore.com. Next, Dan from California talking about how he's excited for Joe Biden. Hey guys, it's Dan from Oceanside. Hey, uh, you wanted uh, feedback about uh, the reasons to be excited for voting for Biden uh, 
because, you know, obviously people are excited to vote against Trump, but I get it. You want to be positively voting for somebody, too. Uh, I like to look at it as I am very excited for potential Attorney General Kamali Harris. Uh, I'm very excited for who he's going to put at Secretary of Defense and Secretary of State and Secretary of the Interior and HUD. Uh, <laughs> I am very excited to have a uh, cabinet staffed with adults and professionals who have experience in the various fields they are being put in charge of. Anyways, that's what I'm excited about. I'll talk to you guys later. Wow, Dan, I I don't know how to tell you this, <laughs> but we're going to need an apology from you, oh, actually. I'm so glad you said that. Because of the misinformation that you're spreading on the show. Dan, Dan. <laughs> Well, we got, let's put Dan, it in, let's put it in context. Dan, you know that Kam- Kamala Harris was nominated for VP. Hilarious. Why are you calling and talking about how she. That's prick shit, bro. Put this in context. That's prick shit. G- give some, give some, inform the audience about the inside joke here. Okay. Well, I was getting there, but thank you. So we sometimes. Listen, you step on my fucking jokes. I'm going to make true. it very difficult for you. Perfect. So we sometimes get these messages where people go back and listen to old shows. And yes, we know we make a lot of jokes about how we hate when people go back and listen to the first episode. We're not encouraging you to do Every so. Every time I talk about it, people then go do it. So great. Here we are. But. We got a message and someone was listening to an episode from like a year and a half ago or a year. During the Dem debates. Yeah. So 10 years ago. And <laughs> they wrote us. One star episode. They wrote us about our praise at the time for beat Pete Buttigieg. And did you almost say beat Buttigieg? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and wanted an apology or wanted us to like correct the record or something. Yeah. And. Here's what's weird about having our episodes remain up on the internet is that was a year and a half ago or whatever, a year ago. Reacting in real time, not knowing the future, because I'm not psychic. I mean, sometimes I think you have a little bit of a clairvoyance about you. (laughs) Sure. Yes. And (laughs) at the time, Pete Buttigieg was new on the scene. No one knew a lot about him. But as time went on, journalists did what they do and they investigated his record and they it brought to light a lot of the problems with Pete Buttigieg and we followed the evidence where it led we we also witnessed in real time his his lurch to the middle because he was talking talk to talk like a progressive in the beginning and then as time went on and he realized that's not the place he wanted to be as a candidate right he shifted fucking right right to the center yeah quite a bit so it's really easy to listen to episodes from a year ago with your august 11th 2020 lenses on and say wow these people are idiots what are they talking about (laughs) but it was a different time just like dan is a fucking moron (laughs) For not knowing that (laughs) Kamala Harris is going to be the VP pick. How dare you, Dan? Dan sent this two weeks ago. Or more. more, Three weeks ago. Four weeks ago. Yeah. Last time. Right after we did the last show. Oh, right. That's right. So, ten years ago. And he... One star voicemail, Dan. (laughs) But this is a perfect example because things change. And now he can be excited that Kamala Harris is the VP. To his point, though... I would kind of like to get an idea of where where the audience would like to see. Because I would love to see, now that we know Elizabeth Warren is not the VP pick, where do we want her in this administration? And I think Treasury Secretary would mm. be fucking fantastic to set monetary policy as, because it's an underappreciated, underimportant, um, the importance of that particular cabinet secretary is, 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 um, I don't, my sentence is in the middle of it. Um, people don't give enough credit to how important it is. Yeah. And she would be fantastic. Having someone who is a progressive, who is a progressive. Do you hear that, everyone? Those of you in the back of the fucking room who don't think so, who think she betrayed Bernie Sanders, she's a progressive. It would be fantastic to have her in uh, at the Treasury Department. I mean... I, I don't know what we would do without Steve Mnuchin, though. 
Oh, yeah. He's probably going to go away. I don't see. It's going to be a tremendous loss. I don't see Joe Biden keeping the, the old Mnooch on the job. Tremendous loss. <laughs> It'd be so sad. So that is it for the voicemails. We appreciate it. We want your feedback. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. After the break, let's talk about Kamala Harris as Joe Biden's pick. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. We have a list of new Patreon supporters to thank today. Yes. Max V. Max V. Brian F. Brian F. Mark W. Mark W. Ben B. Ben B. Nancy S. Nancy S. Howard C. Howard C. John E. John E. Akeem J. Akeem J. Marilyn M. Marilyn M. Marilyn M. Susan L. Susan L. Doreen B. Doreen B. And we would like to thank... Brian K. Brian K. Because Brian K. doubled his pledge. Dubla the yes, pledge. Yes. Fantastic. So thank you very much to all of our beautiful Patreon supporters. You may notice that we are now reading the last initial of the name, and that is because we want to make sure that the people who want to hear their name can recognize that it is them being shouted out on the show and we're starting to get several doubles of names of, of common names yeah right right and we want to make sure that people say oh that's me when they hear their name that's uh, but me we also don't want to read the full name because we recognize that that privacy is a concern for people and especially with uh related the, to politics the death threats yes. that come the way here come the, come the way <laughs> we uh understand that that people don't want to really be on that ship well, as well. it's, it's kind of like what happens in the dollamore listener group on, on facebook that a lot of people that's it's, it's a private group people feel safe in there to talk about politics right you can't share the posts it's just it's um it is. It's it's safer for some people. You know, people have different kind of jobs, and they're not as vocal, and mm-hmm. that's the choice. It's good. Well, and it can be an aggressive climate online. Can it? Huh. <laughs> Never Interesting. noticed. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, thank you, guys. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you so much. Being a, a listener-produced program, uh, we rely on your generosity and your loyalty. And um, don't forget that we we don't forget it. We love it. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So over the course of the next few days, you're going to be hearing a lot about Joe Biden's pick, Kamala Harris, senator from California. And in that, you're going to hear criticisms. You're going to hear comments she's made in the past. And uh, you're going to hear all kinds of lies from the Donald Trump camp and conservatives online. And I would just warn everybody to just take a beat, let this pass, and you know, in a week or two, a lot of the things we're talking about now aren't going to be relevant anymore because they would have bore. They're 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 no longer interesting. They've 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 served their purpose. They've lived their life, and um, we are going to follow as we do all of it. Mm-hmm. Today was the announcement, and immediately on Fox News, they started in with peppering kind of what we can look forward to right in coverage in the conservative sphere mm-hmm. the of, line of attack coming from the, republicans exactly right a powerful player in the democratic party he had been concerned about the leftward lurch of the party it sounds like a little less so right now uh let's go to john roberts at the white house the president already scheduled press briefing i think at five thirty. john i'm sure he's going to be responding to these developments what are you hearing 
Yeah, he'll most certainly be asked about this. There's no question about that. His campaign uh, came out with a statement just a few moments ago. Interesting to note that Katrina Pearson, who is one of his advisors, is the person who issued the statement. And it's clear from this statement, and it's a couple of paragraphs, that one of the main things that the Trump campaign is going to do uh, to try to uh, attack Kamala Harris is to attack her integrity. The opening line of the statement from Katrina Pearson is, not long ago, Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist and asked for apology, an apology she never received. Clearly, phony Kamala will abandon her own morals as well as try to bury her record as a prosecutor in order to appease the anti-police extremists controlling the Democratic Party. They also refer to her in this statement, or Katrina does in this statement, as Joe Biden's political living will, suggesting that Joe Biden will probably not make it through two terms as president, uh, whether or not uh, he chooses to run for a second term or not, is uh, should he win the presidency is something that has been talked about. So clearly they're setting this up to say that Kamala Harris has abandoned her own principles in order to run for president and in order to become Joe Biden's running mate, and that she may, in fact, not just be running as vice president, but be running as Joe Biden's successor already. Uh, so that's a way that they're going to try to attack this ticket uh, to try to convince people that a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for what they call in this statement an empty shell who will be filled with the agenda of the radical left. So the Trump campaign is playing hardball here, Neil, right out of the gate with this pick of Kamala Harris. John, though, as a former prosecutor, if anything, uh, Kamala Harris was getting heat from many uh, African-Americans of the party and others. He said she was a little too tough. On, on on crime and that sort of thing, and that it would yeah true. I mean, she, or, or, uh, being a running mate, so in a way, be careful what you criticize, right? Yeah. So so here is the contradiction. You know, as you pointed out just a moment ago, she ran afoul of progressives, and yet the Trump campaign is portraying her as uh, someone who is adherent to progressive ideology, and not just progressive ideology, but radical left ideology. So they're painting her as way left of what people in yeah. the uh, Democratic Party have. But, but that's, the, that's the way that Trump is going to fight this campaign, is to portray Joe Biden and the Democratic Party as the radical left, as embodied by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, according to the president, and other members of the squad. And they're going to try to take that ideology and stick it firmly to Joe Biden and say, this is, this is the ideology. Forget what Joe Biden says or whether he tries to portray himself as a moderate. This is the ideology that the party represents, and Joe Biden is the head of the Democratic Party, presumably so. We'll find out uh, next week after the convention. I'm sure that there's no doubt about it. That is who Joe Biden represents. By the way, the real quick clarification I just want to get, I mean, the, the president seems to be calling, that, saying that Kamala Harris had called Joe Biden a racist. She never did. Uh, no, and, and again, it wasn't the president who issued the statement. It was Katrina Pearson who right. issued the statement on behalf of the president and the president's campaign. Uh, but clearly, in that uh, that confrontation, in the uh, the debate, uh, it was an uncomfortable moment. Uh, she did demand an apology, right. uh, whether or not she actually said the word racist or not. I mean, the intimation was there. All right, uh, we'll watch it very, very closely, John Roberts. Thank you very much. So get ready for this. Get ready for Kamala Harris to be attacked for being ambitious, for being, because they're going to paint this narrative of Joe Biden being, um, a placeholder for the next president. And they're going to paint her and any ambitions she has to be president as power hungry or any other negative connotation they can attach to it to malign a woman. That is 100% going to fucking happen. Just wait for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're already seeing it because uh, Ben Shapiro, we just talked about him. He actually tweeted about Kamala what Harris. P word. And he, he said this, that she called Joe Biden a racist. So this is going to be the thing that you hear. She did not. Right. But that's what they're going to say yeah. because they don't 
care about what's true. That, that is a fact. And they are going to say what they need to say to create further division and cause more problems for the campaign. So I want to talk. Well, first of all, let, let's let's talk about this before we before we move on, because I've got I've got a clip here of Donald Trump in a press conference just a few minutes ago being asked by a New York Post reporter the most ridiculous question. I mean, he might, he may as well work for One American News, this fucking guy, this, uh, this Stephen Nelson guy. But Donald Trump's going to have a real hard time, I mean, not to his supporters, but to regular Americans and, 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 and undecideds, painting her as some kind of a radical left liberal. Because I can tell you, I'm friends with radical left liberals. They're not happy right now. They wouldn't have been happy with an Elizabeth Warren. They're certainly not fucking happy with Kamala the cop. Kamala, the woman who bragged in speeches about arresting parents whose kids had problems with truancy. Criminalizing children's parents whose the kids didn't go to school or skipped class. Yeah, she's a real, she's a real barn burning progressive. Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there was a presser. Donald Trump was asked about it, and he's just a fumbling, bumbling mess. I don't think he knows who Kamala Harris is. <laughs> it might be. Listen to this response. So regarding uh, Senator Harris's record, you had a, a pretty uh, quick response to that. You had an ad out that said that she was a phony, and I wanted to drill down. She was a what? A phony. A what? what? And I wanted to ask about a specific example that a lot of people thought was a phony moment. Um, as San Francisco DA, she oversaw, according to the Mercury News, 1,900 marijuana convictions. But she was asked in an interview last year if she had smoked marijuana, and she appeared to joke and, according to some people, lie and say that she was listening to Snoop Dogg and Tupac while their music hadn't come out at the time, while she said she was smoking pot listening to it. Um, why, why would she lie about that? Do you see that as more evidence? That, is there passed on marijuana a liability? Well, she lied. I mean, she said things that were untrue. Uh, she is uh, a person that's told many, many stories that weren't true. She's very big into raising taxes. We're, I'm going to get back to the clip. He, he does not know who she is. Well, she is known that she lied. He expounds. She has said things that aren't true. He expounds further. And then, you know, she's known that some things that she says aren't true. It just, <laughs> it is, if it weren't so dangerous and so sad, it would be fucking funny that he... The projection, and it, it really, I, I mean, how many times do we have to talk about this? The same charges that he's leveling against Joe Biden can be absolutely justifiably attached to him. That, yeah, you're an old man. You don't think real clear all the time. You're slower in processing data. Right. That, yeah. She's a liar. What does a liar do? Tell him what a liar does, Donald. Tell him, tell him. She says things that aren't true. I mean, Ugh. No longer quick on his feet. <laughs> not, not the quickest. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. Yeah. She wants to slash funds for our military at a level that nobody can even believe. I uh, can't even believe she, it. She uh, <laughs> is against fracking. Fracking is, she's against petroleum products. I'm against oh, she's do that in oh. Pennsylvania. Or you hear that? The Tupperware lobby, the glad reusable plastic lobby is very much against Kamala Harris because... She's against petroleum products. She Vaseline, hates them. The Vaseline lobby is fucking gunning for Kamala Harris. When she sees Vaseline on a shelf in a store. Oh, I've seen it. She I've runs been straight there. at it. She does. And just knocks it off. She carries a broom with her and she just starts sweeping <laughs> it off the shelves. Not in my store! Yeah, she's like one of those anti-mask people at the grocery store, but with Vaseline. She's like the lady in the mo Mommy Dearest with, <laughs> yeah. with wire hangers, except yeah. Vaseline. Yeah, exactly. Ohio or Oklahoma or the great state of Texas. She's against... Uh, fracking. Fracking's a big deal. Uh, she's <laughs> in favor of socialized medicine. Mm. Well, you're going to lose your doctors. You're going to oh, lose, lose your, your doctors. plans. She wants lose to take the plans. Uh, your health care plans away Ooh, from take them away. 180 million Americans. Mm. 180 million Americans that are very happy with their health insurance. <laughs> They're so happy. And she wants to take that away. 
So she was my number one pick. I oh. Mean, she was, I, as they would say, because hopefully you'll start college football. She was my number one draft pick. And we'll see how she works out. She did very, very poorly in the uh, primaries, as you know. She was. So Donald Trump actually gave Kamala Harris five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's in right. In two thousand eleven, and another one thousand dollars in twenty thirteen for a grand total of six thousand dollars. And Ivanka Trump, we all oh, know Ivanka. Yeah. She's the advisor to the president. She's a advisor to the president and spokesperson for Goya Beans. She donated two thousand dollars to Kamala Harris recently in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So. Uh, a spokesperson for Kamala Harris told the Sacramento Bee that she gave the $6,000 from Trump to a charity advocating for Central Americans. Uh, this gives a little note saying records show she didn't donate it until after she'd won in 2014. So don't know why that's relevant. Either way, she got rid of it. She's yeah. like, I don't I don't want this money. Even in 2014, didn't want Trump's money. So that's pretty good. But seems like Donald Trump is a fan. Uh, Kamala Harris was his first pick because he was giving her money. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. So, there's a minute left here. Let's let him let him drone on a little bit about things he clearly doesn't fully know. Expected to do well. And she was she ended up at right around two percent. Also, is it just me or are you with, are you visualizing Sarah Cooper in your so head when he talks? Yes. He <laughs> I've been watching her for a long time and I was a little surprised. She was extraordinarily nasty to mm, there it is. Kavanaugh, Judge, Judge Kavanaugh then, now Justice Kavanaugh. She was nasty Still to a, a judge, dipshit. Just uh, a horrible thing, the way she was, the way she treated now Justice Kavanaugh. Oh. And I won't forget that soon. Oh. So she did very poorly in the primaries, and now she's chosen. So let's see how that all works Florida's out. Florida's a marijuana legalization vote for you rather than her because she convicted so many people in the past uh, I can't tell you what she's voting for. I don't think she knows what. I think Joe knows even less than she does. But I was a little surprised at the pick. A lot of people were saying that might be the pick. I was more surprised than anything else because she did so poorly. Many people did much better than her in the primaries. She did very poorly in the primaries. And that's like a poll. You know, that's like a poll. Yeah. So, listen, I mean, obviously we don't give a fuck what Donald Trump thinks. It's Everything's going to be negative. It is strange to try to paint her as a progressive because <laughs> progressives are very upset about this. Yeah. This is not who they wanted. This wasn't the no. first or second or even third choice right. of who they wanted. I don't know that progressives would have been satisfied with anything other than Bernie Sanders being nominated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But here, l listen, let's talk about that a little bit because... I should say some progressives, Bernie-specific progressives, yeah, with yeah, my yeah. comment there. The Bernie or bus types, for sure. Before we get the emails. Yes. So th th the thing about that is, is what what is Joe Biden fucking thinking with this pick? Because mm -hmm. this isn't a unifying pick. This is more of the fucking same. This is more of right down the middle, milk toast Democratic politics. Mm -hmm. This is people who are going to advocate for a profit motive in health care. The immoral profit motive in healthcare. That's what we have now. They could have thrown a bone. They could have uh, done a unifying move where next the next president of the United States could possibly be someone left of the mainstream of the Democratic Party. But instead, they are ensuring... They're using Kamala Harris as an insurance policy to make certain that the status quo remains for as long as they possibly can ensure that it will. Kamala Harris, by the way, supported Medicare for all. Until she didn't. So, I mean, I don't know what her position is going to be now. And this is another thing that's going to be used to... Uh, she, she really made a splash in the first debate when she challenged Joe Biden on busing. That's right. And people, this kind of goes to the the false accusations that she called Joe Biden racist. They're going to say, oh, she went after Joe Biden about all this, and now she's giving up on her principles, blah, blah, blah. You heard some of that in the clip with Neil Cavuto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I think is a more useful way to look at this and to frame it is people can disagree on things and come together and work together. And 
I mean, he still chose a moderate, so it's not that much of a stretch that they're going to be able to work together through their differences. And, and that is unfortunate. One thing I will say though, uh, we're we're voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. That's, that's, uh, not a question, but I've seen some liberals talking about how Kamala Harris is unimpressive. And I even saw a comment on Facebook today that said, the only reason she is where she is is because she's a woman, quote, and a minority, yeah, quote. Yeah, disgusting and fucking wrong. It's disgusting and wrong, exactly, because she is a very talented person. She's a talented politician. She's an incredible speaker. She's, I mean, imagining her with yeah. Mike Pence during the I was debate. just going to say. Are you kidding me right she's now? She's going to fucking work that automaton. Speaking of wet mops, she's going to <laughs> mop the floor with Mike Pence. He's he's done. There's ass keyword. There's no way yeah. that he's going to hold his weight against I mean, Kamala he Harris. Will, we can we can call it right now. The Trump people will say he 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 won the debate. Oh, Every I thought you were saying he meet. was going to be sick. During no, that. no. They're going to call it now. I mean, I'm calling it now. They're going to say, oh, it was no question that uh, Mike Pence, I almost called him Joe Biden, that Mike Pence won the debate. But yeah. come on. She she is formidable. Right. She is intelligent. She was the, the attorney general of the of, of a state that has the fifth the world's fifth largest economy california right. she's not a moron her politics aren't mine she's, i think it's a bummer that way right but she is absolutely qualified to be vice president of the united states she is she's without a doubt an impressive person now did she use her talents and gifts in the way that she should have throughout her entire career no right that would yeah. be my argument no but this is where we are and Unfortunately, and I know for a lot of people that listen to this show, it is unfortunate. The choices are Donald Trump or Joe Biden. And you have to make that choice. Yeah. And if you live in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, yeah, or even Arizona and Florida right now. Yeah. Then we can't be messing around here. That is right. (laughs) Now, listen, there, there is check your voter registration. There is too much on the line. Get your mail in ballot. Yeah. Get things ready to go in advance. Make sure you are w- well prepared. And, and you know, listen, if you need convincing, think about the Supreme Court. Think about the frail health that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in right now. Yeah, she's in and out of the hospital. Because if she goes, they're going to put another fucking Brett Kavanaugh on the court. And the women's right to choose so many issues, so many motherfucking issues will be decided for a generation or more to the detriment of the rights of those who are traditionally marginalized, traditionally abused, traditionally oppressed. Don't let your vote... Well, it, we're going to have plenty of time for me to rant and rave about this. Anyway, <laughs> we would love to know what you think. Uh, Seriously, though, we would love to know what you think on the Ben I, Shapiro. I just said that. Well, I'm, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> emphasizing because we want, Wet we want ass p word. We want listener communication. We've missed the audience. We've missed doing this. This is a way that yeah, we yeah, yeah. we process the news. This is how we process things emotionally well, we that are happening. Thinking in public, and that's it's. This is unvarnished, right? And we we want to hear from you about. Ben Shapiro and Cardi B about female genitalia, about Joe Biden's pick, Kamala Harris, about Donald Trump and and his vast knowledge of who Kamala Harris is. <laughs> we want to hear all of that. So six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine, or you can send a fewer than three minutes voice memo to I doubt it at dollamore.com. That is going to be it for today. We love you guys. We are so thankful, so happy to be back. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt.